it's us again <laughs> it's us again oh my god i'm gonna get emotional i missed you guys right before this sasha was like wait this is gonna be see, the first, thing, the they first hear. thing they hear i'm like all right let's jump into it sasha's like wait <laughs> I'm nervous. <laughs> I'm nervous. Welcome to season two, guys. Welcome. Welcome to season two. I know that season one wasn't really a season. It was more like 40 episodes in a row. <laughs> but season two is very much a season. This shit is curated. We, okay? We did that. We did that. <laughs> we may not have given ourselves enough time, but we did it. We did it. And we are so excited that you're here and listening. Because let us tell you. This season is exciting. It really is. We have it some really, is. really, really cool guests. We have some incredible guests, which we will hint at, at our, on our Instagram. We will tell you on our Instagram. Obviously, we're going to tell you who today's guest is. guest is in like a second. But we are just so excited to be back. This season's theme is women in music behind the scenes. Women behind the scenes in music. And we have... Um, record label executives we have publicists we have songwriters we have producers we have performers we have everyone that you could imagine a whole lot of perspectives and it's all ladies Ooh, exciting okay, women sucks. behind the scenes Go so gals. yeah we get into kind of the specific experience of women in music and in in all these different roles in the industry and it's fun and it's a good time and we've had literally the time of our lives speaking to these incredible ladies. We're happy that now we get to, you know, we finally get to bring you guys in on we it. We finally get to share. So our guest for today is Jenna Andrews. Woo! Woo! We had the best time talking to her and you'll get to hear all about her and all of the incredible things that she's done in the episode in a couple seconds. Yeah, she is a producer, a songwriter, a literally has a publishing company, an absolute bad, like she badass. wears all of the hats and she has a podcast she too. has a podcast too and she's just so smart and hilarious yeah. and it was lovely talking to her so we're gonna jump into that but before we do make sure to download sure to this us. episode okay if you're listening on itunes if you're listening on spotify it helps us so much if you download and make sure to keep up with us on social media i know you haven't heard the spiel in a long time so here it is again here it is again facebook like that page, Instagram, follow us, interact with us. We're going to have lots At of cool Sorry stuff. the world. Yes, lots of guessing who the guests are and little teasers and Easter yep. eggs. So you and don't want to do that. some lives. Yes, those are fun. Those are fun. Sasha and I have learned that we love Instagram live. We've entered the world of Instagram live. So actually get excited. So be on there. And yeah, just, you know, maybe Twitter will be better at it this season. But just soon TikTok also. Oh, yeah, soon TikTok. That is. Actually, by We're the time this comes out, it should be done. I already started editing it. So at Sorry and Saves the World on TikTok. Yes. Most importantly, Insta, though. Click yes. that Insta follow. Please And do. if you really, really like our show and you want to support us financially, um, <laughs> go become a patron on our Patreon at Sorry and Saves the World. We post song breakdowns on there. We will do reviews and critiques of songs that our patrons sent in. And we're also very soon going to start doing full extra episodes on there as well and you can yes. you also get a song ready saves the world sticker and more merch to come and also you can definitely interact with us on there too so if there's anything yeah. that you want to hear us talk about in solo episodes feel free to send us a message and we can definitely do it we literally want to chat but without further ado without postponing too much let's jump into it with dive Jenna. right in i'm so excited
Well, we will start with giving the people a bio so they know all the amazing things you've done. Oh. They have to know. Jenna Andrews is a Grammy-nominated producer, songwriter, music industry consultant, A&R, and overall guru to the brightest stars of the present and future. She has collaborated with some of the biggest names in music, Drake, Jesse J, BTS, J-Lo, Lennon Sella, Max Martin, Diplo, so many cool people. She's the executive of publishing company 27 Music at Sony ATV. She's an advocate for women in music. And she's a badass queen. Oh! And we're just excited to chat. Love it. Queen. You guys are queens. <laughs> thank you for coming on the podcast. Oh, yeah, thank of you. Of course. By the way, I like, like your background, too. It's, like, really cute. Both of your backgrounds, Thanks. actually. <laughs> thank you. So we have a little icebreaker question. Okay. And we wanted to know, what's a song that you love right now that you feel is underrated? Oh, um, a song that I love right now that's underrated. That isn't that. Is, that's 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 a good one. I, dude, I don't know because it's always so different <laughs> with every like. What's underrated or overrated? If you want to go really hardcore. No, I mean I like the, I like this question. Um, okay, well I I might just say this song. I mean it's so bad because I feel like I worked on this song, but there's a song that um, <laughs> no, this guy, it. this guy, PJ Harding, that is amazing. He's from Australia, and I met him a couple years ago um, in Bali at a songwriting camp, and I, me and nice. Noah Cyrus went, and I put um, mm. Noah and PJ together to write um, July, and now they did a project together, and Dear August just came out, and I think it's still underrated. I think. Exciting. I think hopefully it becomes overrated, but right now I think it's underrated. <laughs> <laughs> it just came out, but I feel like I feel like it's so incredible. It's like the best song. So yeah, yeah everyone awesome. go listen. So to everyone that. go listen. Yes, guys. I'm excited. I need to go listen to that too. Please. Can you start with giving us a summary background of your kind of musical journey and what got you to where you're at now? Um. So. I mean, I've been doing this my whole life. Um, I, I basically moved out of um, my childhood house when I was like 18 or 19. And um, I went to Vancouver and I just hustled, you know, like as much as mm -hmm. I could. I like did a bunch of stuff in Vancouver. I started an open mic, which a lot of people, uh, it's funny because like Carly Rae Jepsen came to it and like um cool. yeah and it was funny because we're we've been friends like forever now but it's uh mm -hmm. it's funny how like the world works because it ends up being so small but a bunch of like different yeah. um, artists from Vancouver kind of you know I I built relationships with and then um ended up getting my first production deal and funny enough I uh it always sounds so funny saying it but I put a song on MySpace that I wrote for my parents for Christmas <laughs> and that's no way. yeah which is so it's like it's it was like the first sort of like MySpace I guess was like the first chapter of like everything all this like world that we're in now you know oh, yeah um, yeah social media but but yeah that's how like my manager um found me and then I ended up getting signed to Island Def Jam and um yeah I mean the story just unfolds from there <laughs> wow i that's love really that cool. that's so cool just hustling just hustling i'm such I mean, a huge fan of open mics i yeah. love open mics <laughs> oh my god they're f oh, i miss open mics right i know i miss all concerts oh would you wait would you guys would you guys go to open mics um before like a lot or play them yeah because you're songwriters too right i did a lot in miami they were kind of hard to find here because i feel like 
Miami isn't really like an open mic place. Right. But mm-hmm. they, there were a couple and the ones that I went to were like very solid. And it's cool because you get to meet like a lot of musicians in your area or people who yeah. are like stand up comedians and everything. So it's like you kind of find your little art community, which is nice. Oh, my God. I know. Wait, do you guys do you guys also write, right? Right. Yeah. Right? Both <laughs> so would you play the open mics? Yeah. So I would play open mics and Sasha doesn't really want to be an artist, but she wants to write for other yeah. artists. Oh, I love I'm, that. In my in my area there's a lot of like festivals and stuff yeah so i would just go to i go to those like many like kind of concerts outdoor things so i don't know that's oh. that's more where i've been oh my god i love that i um no it's it, new york is is great for open mics too it's it's mm-hmm. um it's just such a like a rush because i feel like um especially when i first moved to new york i feel like the pressure was so crazy because people in new york mm-hmm. would just boo you if you were bad like there's no shame <laughs> which is which is <laughs> i've seen people get booed before which is so intense but i mean it's brutal it's um but i think it's a good like learning like curve when you're trying to be a great performer because you have to go through those things you know yeah 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 so get in your hours no, clock your hours yeah clock your hours <laughs> i like that they're honest <laughs> and you know you know when you have things to work on if you go to new york and you get booed dude a hundred percent and like and if you keep going and hustling and being like fuck it like i'm dope i don't care like i'm gonna keep working on it like i feel like i admire mm, that yeah when people yeah. just like you know what i mean it, it just builds thick skin and i feel like you become a better artist for it so i like yeah i fully i fully respect that yeah, there's, there's a certain type of confidence that kind of comes from when you're like, I know what I'm doing and where I'm headed, no matter what. So like, I'm going in this direction and people are booing or like, whatever happens, whatever, that's fine. We're just, we're going to keep walking. Exactly. <laughs> I feel like some I mean, people really exude that energy and I love I it. I just feel like um, when people, I feel like if you let people's opinions, like, you know, kind of take away from what you're doing I think it's just it's it's I I think at that point you're the one that's gonna lose the most you know what I mean because it's like you don't want to why I mean listen I always appreciate I'm like okay cool that's your opinion but I'm gonna keep it moving I mean that's like number one rule book in the hustler's manual (laughs) (laughs) but it does also help because not everyone is a natural born performer so if you go somewhere and it's like you know, you have to start somewhere. So to be able to look at yourself and be like, okay, where do I need to improve right. also helps. Yeah. Well, well, also even just as a songwriter, do you know what I mean? Like people are always mm-hmm. going to like, or as any sort of, if you're going to put your art out there, you always have to like be ready for people to hate on it. Yeah. That's just what it is. <laughs> right? Definitely. So, so, so I, I think that, I mean, it's, it's hard and no one wants to be criticized, but at the same time, that's part of the, that's part of the gig. And like, it, it's, mm-hmm. and it does make you better. Comes with the territory. I agree. So you do a lot of artist development, for example, with the Queen Lennon Stella. And a big part of developing <laughs> an artist is kind of finding your unique sound. So what are some ways that you recommend artists and songwriters go about developing their sound in a world where it's so easy to kind of mimic the things that are popular? Yeah, mm. I mean, that's a really um, interesting question. I feel like you have to be very careful about that type of thing exactly in terms of like trying to follow trends and stuff because you know um 
you see things becoming popular and, and, and you may not see your music becoming that way. And it's like, you have to like really have patience, I think in that sense, yeah. because you could see something going and you're like, Oh, well this is working. Let me chase that. But I feel like that's just when it ends up being worse because you just follow yeah. something. So I think in terms of development, the way that I always like to see it is like, um, I just encourage somebody to stay true to themselves regardless of any of those things, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think, I think, um, it's different depending on what artist I'm working with, you know what I mean? So, but I, what I really like to do is find the heart and the authentic, um, part of them and just be able to bring all those things out and, 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 and sort of just not even focus on any of those things on the peripheral. Mm -hmm. I yeah. never, I never, I'm like, oh yeah, like, let's take this and this. It's like, it doesn't, it doesn't, it can be. I mean, I love the fact that you're, like, setting a trend. It's, like, cool. This is, like, 2024. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't yeah. want to be, like, oh, yeah, cool. Let's, like, do the 2021-20 thing. Like, who wants to do that? You know what I mean? It's just not yeah. – it's, like, I, I, I just kind of – I just – I think it's a gut thing for me. Mm -hmm. It's, like, a total mm -hmm. gut check. You're just, like, if this feels good and real – it feels right. Then it's, yeah. then it's good. You know what I mean? Like, I won't second guess it. I'm never going to be, like, okay, cool – if it feels good, let's add this because it's like I'm so nervous or we have to like make, right. like, like make catch up with like whatever's going on. Like to me, that's 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 where it all falls apart. So mm -hmm. I, I just again, I think the best answer is just to like very much listen to your gut in terms of what you feel is right for them. And for me, I feel like just being an artist myself and going through that whole thing, especially being signed to a major label for seven years and mm -hmm. having people tell you what they think your sounds would be. And especially when you're right. so new and you don't really know how, sometimes it's hard to feel like you can have an opinion because you think you're going to ruin the opportunity. Mm -hmm. So right, I went, yeah. and I went through that and I think that really made me learn that it doesn't matter because the opportunity will always come back around if you listen to your mm -hmm. authentic self. I love, I love that. that. Yeah. That's very inspiring. Wow. What a job. <laughs> <laughs> but kind of like related to that with kind of following trends and stuff, when I think about songwriting specifically, like there are things that I've heard people say, like you have to get to the chorus at 30 seconds or like different tips and tricks, that kind of stuff that makes something likely to be a really catchy pop song or go viral on TikTok or whatever it is. So are these things that you think about when you're writing? Are you ever like, I should have it be this kind of hook or whatever? Are you just really just going with what feels good to you? And what I just feels go authentic? with 100% what feels good. I yeah. mean, listen, it's kind of like riding a bike. I always describe it that way because, you know, you learn this stuff early on. I mean, music is like, I mean, sometimes it's just kind of in you, but I think in terms of learning an instrument, put it that way, right? Mm. You, you spend hours learning an instrument. But it's like you're not going back and it's not the theory that you're going – when you're writing a song, you're not like, oh, yeah, like it, – it's, 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 you're not thinking about the theory aspect. Yeah, it should yeah. just mm -hmm. be second nature or the mathematical aspect because those things are real. But to me, that should be something that's second nature after, you know, like it's something yeah. that you kind of are like, okay, let me learn it, throw it away. And then go yeah, into the yeah, process. So it's kind of like I, I don't ever look at songs that way. If if it's a minute into the chorus, great. If it's ten seconds, great. It's yeah. Whatever is right for that song. Yeah, I agree. I feel like I kind of think of it like those kind of tools or or structural things that are common among pop songs or whatever it is. I kind of think of it like I write whatever I want, go with what feels good, and then if it's not working, if something's not flowing. Like, okay, maybe there's some sort of, like, thing I could pull out that I know about songs that, like, mm -hmm. will help this roadblock that we're at. But initially, you should just be, like, go 
go with your instinct. Yeah, it's not even like pulling out those kind of things that you know about, though. It's, it's, it, it shouldn't be like that because, honestly, it's such a weird thing to say, but it's, it's um, to me, again, the, it, it's, I never look at it that way. It's not like, oh, well, mm -hmm. this is how it's supposed to be, so we should really put that in. If it doesn't feel like it's – if it, listen, you know, if you have a good gut and you, it, it doesn't feel like the chorus is lifting enough or it needs a post or right. maybe the pre is making it too long mm -hmm. or maybe the melody's not right in the verse of it, you know, it's like those type of things. Because a lot of times, like, you know, certain rhythms, like if you come in on the one, on the verse and the chorus, sometimes that can throw people off. It's like, it's just, it's just something that people don't know what's wrong, but it's yeah, really, yeah. Really wrong, that type of thing, right? But so you can do those type of things, but it's more about feel. So mm -hmm. you're like, oh, okay, well, if this is coming on the one, on the verse, then maybe we shouldn't come in on the one on the on the chorus. And that then yeah, but it's but it but it but if both of them sound good on the one, then go. Then it's with not it. like you're yeah. gonna be like yeah, you're not like oh well they can't, it can't come. happen. It's like not allowed. It's, I mean the yeah. rules are made <laughs> broken. It's like do whatever you want. It's only yeah. if it's helpful. Right. It's just kind of like I mean those things do apply, but if they feel good and it happens to work, then like. Go with it. I, I think <laughs> Nick and I were just writing a song yesterday where I thought about that because the verse and the chorus both came in on the one. <laughs> Literally that exact situation. <laughs> That's funny that you said that. And I was like, huh. And then we're like, whatever. I like it. it sounds good. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it crosses your mind and then you're That's like, That's amazing. Mm. <laughs> That's fine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's so funny. So on this show, we talk a lot about a songwriter's toolbox, which are essentially just kind of like little tips and tricks that you've picked up along the way. And it could be anything from how to, you know, have a good session, like set the good mood for a session or like putting a voice memo on your phone so that way you don't forget anything. So we wanted to know what are three things that you have in your songwriter's toolbox? Um, I mean, for me, it's all about good good vibes. Bring the good vibes. I mean, my toolbox is always like, hey, listen, if you're going through a bad day, like it doesn't mean that you can't go through a bad day in the session because that's part of what makes writing good is being authentic and like being real. Because like, again, I, I, I mentioned that I started my a mental health mm -hmm. podcast and to me, songwriting is very much like therapy which is why I did that mm -hmm. and like so I always am like be very real but at the same time you you I'm very conscious of like how I'm affecting other right. people so it's like that's that's a huge toolbox because I'm always like listening to like the, I'm I'm so sensitive to energy so that's a massive thing in my in my toolbox yeah that's what I call it <laughs> um no but um just because if I'm coming in I'm like I'm reading the room and it's like as much as I have my feelings it's like I'm also like paying attention mm -hmm. to your feelings and like we're like you know, it's 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 more like if it'd be the same as like going out on a date or like, you know, hanging out with a friend and you're like, you can tell, you know, when you're like telling somebody, they're like, how's your day? And then you like, oh, yeah, this happened. And like, tell me about it. And then you go into it and you're like going like singing your blues. And then then all of a sudden you can tell they're like, oh. yeah. And then you're like, OK, yeah. move yeah, on yeah, to the yeah. next. So you know what I mean? So you just have to read it in the same way that you would in a writing session. So I think that's definitely something that you have to be aware of because you know, I think, you know, it's, 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 it's a collaboration. You're writing with somebody else. It's not just you. Yeah. So I think you have to just be mindful of everybody's vibe, you know? Um, and, and, and I think that like, I am not the kind of person that like comes in with like a 20 concepts, <laughs> but at the same time, like, I mean, I don't think yeah, it's a yeah. bad idea to do that, uh -huh. but it, sometimes I just like to go with the flow because I don't ever want to like box us into a concept mm -hmm. that I feel like wouldn't, I love the idea of just something coming out naturally mm -hmm. because again, another big part of like the vibe and the energy stuff is that like, 
when you go into a session and you talk and you're just like shooting the shit and you're just like vibing and letting it like free flow energy it's like usually you come up with three concepts yeah just in the conversation you're like oh my god yeah. what did you just say that's the song so if i were to come in and be like yo this is the concept off jump and they feel like they have to yeah. be like yes because it's like who knows they might be like oh well i might have to go yeah like, you don't you want know, to like yeah. put somebody in that position you know so for me i i like to to kind of just flow and then if it's not it, like for whatever reason sometimes if you're not flowing or it's like you know, maybe it's like a little bit staticky. Then at that point, you can maybe have one of those like couple concepts yeah. in your back pocket. Like, what do you think? Um, but yeah, I mean, that's usually a thing in terms of like musical vibes, like guitar, piano, like you know, track. Um, I kind of like. I mean, I I play guitar and I have like a you mm -hmm. know a shit ton of tracks always, and I'm also like, so I'm kind of just always like yeah. whatever anybody feels like. I mean, mm -hmm. I always come in obviously with that, like especially if there's no producer and we're just kind of like. If it was like, you know, hey, let's write it on cool, mm -hmm. I have tracks, guitar, piano chords, MIDI, like mm -hmm. all that stuff. Like all obviously those are always in the toolbox because yeah. it's like whatever the vibe is, you you're you prepped for with that. whatever it is, whatever yeah. the person wants to do. You know I what I mean? Yeah. So, the concept so, yeah. thing is really interesting because I saw this interview with Julia Michaels, I think, one time where she was talking about how when she was kind of a new writer, she was very nervous about like, I always need to bring in a concept. I always need to be like on it be like I have an idea I know exactly what to do but then she realized that that was kind of keeping her from listening to the people she was working with and like really absorbing exactly what, what they're gonna want to say and what they're gonna want to express in in their song and and it was like hard to transition from from always being like hyper prepared to just kind of bringing an open mind and open energy and being like we're gonna adapt whatever you want to say but that that's really like I mean, obviously, there's not a best way, but like that's like a really good way to approach sessions. And I think, yeah, that's something I think about all the time because I'm like, oh. yeah, I want to be prepared, but also like keep your ears open. Like, because you were mentioning like it's a collaboration. Yeah. Well, that's so interesting that she said that because mm -hmm. that's exactly what I mean. It's like, listen, bringing in a concept can make you feel less nervous because like if you're going into a high pressure, pressure situation and you want to feel like, Okay, like yeah, exactly. at least I have ideas that I can come mm -hmm. across. For me, but for me, I'm like I I rely on yeah, my, yeah. my vibes. You know, it's like I, I literally that. do. Like I rely on the energy, and it's like I know if you go in and you set the energy off jump, like it's like such yeah. a protected environment. Mm -hmm. You just know that like you're building a relationship with somebody and trust and something more magical usually mm -hmm. comes out because it's so much more personal. Because if you come up with a concept that's like before they were involved I feel like it's harder for somebody to become to be super attached to that yeah. I mean it doesn't it's not like it doesn't happen because of course it does but I find in my experience the one that I just like feel like mm -hmm. the most magical sessions that I've had are always ones that we just sort of like yeah fall into exactly like a therapy session it's like oh my god like you you went through this breakup and you're like oh like I totally relate and then you go into like these stories and then you're like oh my yeah, god like I love that and it's a big exercise yeah. kind of in trusting yourself if you're a songwriter coming into that and being like I'm gonna rely on my vibes like once you can do that what a freaking badass thing to I guess have in your toolbox or just like having <laughs> your the way that you trust yourself and your energy and I feel like as I've worked on that in a songwriting context, it has extended into everything. Just being like in any sort of like 
like doing a podcast or talking to like any sort of social situations being like I know that I can like trust my brain and trust my my energy and what I can bring to any situation I just feel like it's cool it's a songwriter superpower yeah it's a songwriter superpower (laughs) exactly and I honestly feel like it's it is hard to um like just say yeah yeah to have like it's, it's it's not like necessarily super tangible you know what I mean to be like oh yeah okay that I get that like just bringing good energy right. because good energy can mean different things to everybody. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of something mm-hmm. that you have to really – it's so intuitive. And yeah. it's kind of, like, hard to teach, which makes it even better because I think anything teach, teachable right, is, like, not the things that we look for as, as artists, you know. Like, we want something that feels, like, yeah, and it's, it's – yeah. we want something to feel <laughs> – We really love that. Like, unworldly kind of – Yeah. You know what I mean? Have you found that it's kind of hard to have it translate over Zoom oh, like now that translate. it's been virtual sessions to have that kind of like, oh, we're going to sit and talk. And cause I feel like on right. Zoom sessions, no a lot of the time people are kind of like, all right, let's like skip the small hours. talk. And <laughs> yeah, because you're not like in the same room, like having conversations. So it feels a little different. Oh, my God. Yeah, it feels so different. But at the same time, like it's so interesting. Like I've really found in certain like certain situations that I'm able mm. to um I'm able to get that in some zoom really? sessions in some zoom sessions I mean yeah. it's it's interesting because it's it's such a weird thought right it's like you know you're not like in person so you're thinking like how is this possible because it's it's like we're not like feeding off like the physical energy but at the same time it's like it's the same idea of like physics where it's like you think of somebody mm-hmm. and then you're like all of a sudden like yeah. you'll think of me. You know, the same mm-hmm. thing. Oh shoot, this person texted me I'm just thinking of you. It's like that same thing. So it's like you're sending yeah. the waves. So even if we're on here, I'm sending you waves and you're feeling that. I mean, that happens, right? Because it's like, oh shit, I could be talking about thinking about somebody in the back of my mind right now and they could just wow. show up and I know that they would. I test it all the time. That's it's crazy. Like, it's like <laughs> Powerful. <laughs> Girl. No, I love it. I know. I I sound like a witch or something, but I'm I literally like I feel like you have to you just have to once you like find that feeling in your like mm. deep gut of what that feels like, I think you know how to channel it. Like now I feel like, "Oh, okay, I know how to like find that." So it's like I always try to like like be like, "Okay, once I feel it, it's like you can go so far and deep into it. I don't even think I'm like even anywhere as close to how deep it can I go." Haven't. Like um, did you guys watch yeah. the movie Soul? No, but I, I heard it's so it. good. I want to watch oh. it. Guys, you have to watch it. It's so <laughs> sick. It's like, it's, it's, I mean, I can't say anything now because you, you, you haven't seen it, but it's like, there's, there's parts in that movie that is so, there's like, it's so mm. spiritual and so, so amazing because it's exactly what I'm talking We've about. We've got and homework. You, it just, it's just, it's amazing. You just got to watch it. I can't say anything more because you haven't I'm seen it. I'm going to watch it tonight. <laughs> What was the that Instagram account called, Anik? That's pay talking songwriters. about like how so- pay songwriters that everyone is. All the songwriters I know are like having this pop up on their stories about how the problem with how songwriters are paid right now and being like underpaid compared to producers and artists. So what's kind of? I mean, I think mostly because of like streaming services not compensating songwriters as much as other people involved. But what are your thoughts on this? Like, as someone who like has a publishing company and is a songwriter yourself and like how do you think we can change how songwriters get paid to make it like a viable career again? yeah because it's kind of like not that right now I mean <laughs> listen you, it's it's it is a weird 
time, I mean, it's or not specifically now, I think it is getting a lot better, but um, I mean, basically, it's the reason why producers make so much more money off of streaming is because they have a percentage of, a percentage of the master. And that's why a lot right. of songwriters are asking for that now. And that's why ownership is like everything. Because when you just have publishing, mm-hmm. it's just, it's, it's, it's crazy, but you're not, you know, you're, you're making money, but just know, like, it's not the same kind of thing. And there is, there is, mm-hmm. I think they're working on solving it. And I think there will be some, I mean, there has to be a, like a, there, this has to be solved because at the end of the day, it's like right now, <laughs> radio is radio in like commercial syncs or whatever it is, is the only way a songwriter can make real money because, because, yeah. because it's like, if you're in that, like if you're writing, it's like basically if you're writing hits. So it's, it's, it's kind of shitty because you, it's like, okay, I, ca- I can't write songs that I just like want to pour my heart into that not aren't necessarily yeah. like obvious singles, right? And that's not right because at the end of the day, it's like that's not what music's all supposed to be. And not everything has to be this commercial mm-hmm. thing made for radio. And yeah. radio is almost becoming like a dinosaur because TikTok is driving songs. If you think about it, it's like the yeah. big, like when the songs are the hottest, it's always like driving off of TikTok. And then once it gets to radio, the song is culturally over. So it's kind of like mm-hmm. it's such mm, a it's yeah. a, such a weird thing because I think songwriters should be making money off TikTok. It's like all these other ways, like all the other avenues right. where songs are actually going. If you're creative, that's why I do all the things I do because I feel like for this exact reason, you just have to find ways to monetize your 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 talents. You yeah. Know? So it's like I vocal produce, and it's like you can do like you know things like this like you know obviously podcasts in relation to what you do just because here's the thing it's all about brand building now and I think mm. that if you're a songwriter if you catapult your brand into something bigger you there's other ways to make money around that not to say that I don't think right. you should be able to be just a songwriter and make money in that sense too but I do think um and obviously asking for points and things like that I think is totally fair and it happens mm-hmm. a lot and a lot of songwriters do get points now which is great um but yeah I mean I think I think they're going to be forced to, to do something because at the end of the day, it's like there's too many – all the vehicles that drive songs right now, are, it's just mm-hmm. going to continue to get that way and radio is going to get further back on what, why, yeah. what, where, where the songs actually live, like in terms of how, what makes them popular. So when that happens, they're going to have no choice but to co- compensate the songwriters more, in my opinion, because it's like right now the reason why it is the way it is is because radio still is, is – it still is king in terms of like the – gatekeepers you know right right but as the gatekeepers yeah yeah. but but yeah I think that's very comforting (laughs) to hear you say that because (laughs) this was freaking showing up on my Instagram everywhere of like all the songwriters I know and I was like damn I'm just like starting out in this and should I pick something else (laughs) no no. I mean if anything I would just say like do stuff that you're doing like this like do find other ways to like to to again monetize your efforts like I'm just you don't have to be like hey like there's so many creative avenues now for your songs yeah right so True. so for example Timbaland is starting um this thing called Beat mm-hmm. Club which I'm really excited mm-hmm. about and essentially what it's gonna be is for a songwriter for example is like it's 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 gonna start out as like a VIP thing so not every songwriter can be on it because it's gonna be curated mm-hmm. But eventually, I'm sure they'll build it into that. But if you have, let's say for me, I have 300, 500 songs in my in my catalog mm-hmm. that haven't been mm-hmm. cut. So I can put all those songs and name a price. And so essentially, I could say, okay, this demo is like worth $5,000, $10,000. 
and somebody can go on and buy the song and that's now your song. You own the master and you can put it out and do whatever you want. And now it's like, mm. that's, I've now sold the song to you, but I would never, yeah. but like maybe this isn't a song that is getting cut in my catalog anyway, mm-hmm. but you happen to put, you buy the song, you cut it and maybe it's like the best song for you and it connects to you on a level that nobody right. else. And you know how this, this industry is so political. So everybody has their own teams. Mm-hmm. And when you're sending songs into like, you know, Selena Gomez or Camila Cabello or whatever it is, it's like, it's it's also very political. So mm-hmm. if you do it in the structure where like, like sometimes you can have the best song is what I'm saying, but you just won't get chosen because of the political reasons. So if you have something like Beat Club where you have a song and it's just there as a song and people can just listen to it yeah. and be like, wow, this is amazing. Is. And yeah. then you're a new artist and you cut it and you put it out and it blows up on Spotify. It's like, whoa. Or TikTok, you do yeah. a crazy TikTok mm-hmm. to it and it just explodes. Like, that's insane. So to me, I'm super excited for that to launch. I think it comes out in April. Wow. I'm actually going to be a VIP on it. So Yay. I'll let you guys know. But it's going to – I think it's wow, going to change. that's I think really it's gonna, cool. I think it's going to change a lot um, for the industry. That sounds like a really cool that's platform. Exciting. Really yeah. cool. So it's like all these songs yeah. just sitting in your vault and would never see the light of day. I always yeah. think about that. Sometimes I write stuff and I'm like, damn, I really like this. Like, cool that it'll be on my computer for yeah. the rest of my life. <laughs> <laughs> And it's good for like cool. Never see yeah. the light of day. And even like just if you're an artist too, but you write things that you're like just writing for other artists or just writing in general to write, and you're like, right. I would never release this because it's not really my sound, but I would love for someone else to cut it. Exactly. True. It's exactly. that's interesting for artists. That's so cool. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, it's gonna be a really interesting platform, and I think it's gonna open up a lot for songwriters. To be honest, so I, I'm interested to see what's gonna happen over the next year or two years, just in terms of the growth of of our industry in terms of um, of songwriters and being compensated because I think, again, it's like these tools are really going to help songwriters um, <sighs> gain more power. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I love what you said about, like, um, maybe, like, doing a podcast where you vocal produce or just kind of other facets of, of music and, like, what you're interested yeah. in. I went to Grammy camp a few years ago. In, oh you did yeah i performed at that one time yeah <laughs> and um one of the things that they said that a lot of the kind of mentors and teachers said was like wear many hats like that's the best way to have a music career whatever is to you write and you produce and you kind of do not that you have to do everything but kind of like spread out see what you see what you can like get your hands into and participate in and just kind of be like all around knowledgeable about what you're doing and so that you have like options and stuff and I thought that was really interesting and definitely something that I like have continued to think about like as I've gone forward and so that was cool to hear you say that wait that's so cool I love that like this is this sometimes it's so you know you're in your own bubble and um this is why podcasts are good because I it's it's very interesting that they're teaching that because in, in the industry mm. a lot of times it's like everyone expects you to be in a box but to be honest wearing a lot of hats is hundred percent key in my opinion mm. it's changed my life because it's like being an artist being a songwriter it's like you're just like pushing the pavement all the time and you're just yeah. kind of like waiting for your shot but at the same time if you open the doors to all these different kind of opportunities you have just it's like only makes sense you have a bunch yeah, of irons in exactly. the fire but at the same time the one thing that I always do mention is like you, you you've got to be careful about being a jack of all trades but I don't think that applies when you're balancing your time in a way that you can focus on whatever certain thing you're doing in the moment do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? So it's like as long as you're fully focused and engaged in whatever is 
is like the present thing. So today I have a writing session with you guys. It's like I'm here. I'm 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 doing mm-hmm. it. I'm focused. It's like tomorrow. It's like you know the podcast. The next day it's like, hey, I'm gonna do something as an artist project and and pitch it for this sink, or I'm gonna put it up just like you know whatever. Right, or right. I'm gonna say that to, like it's like all these things. If you're focused and you're doing it, or I'm executive producing this thing and I need to you know, get a feature for this artist and it's like plug in two hours to call people and be able to make those yeah. those moves. So it's like, it, you just, I think that's challenging, but I think there's a way to do all these things and be focused and and and, and be able to do a great job mm-hmm. without feeling like you're spreading yourself too thin, yeah. you know? But I do yeah. think, honestly, it's, it's, it's completely changed my life. I think I would, rec- I mean, this is, dude, <laughs> it's, 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 it's definitely like, um, it, it, I just think more people should do it because I think that's why songwriters can end up in a in a in a place sometimes like this because it's it it is a frustrating thing if mm. you're constantly depending on someone. Mm. And for yeah. me, what I really learned is that when I because when you the more self sufficient you can become, the better off you are. True. Because if you don't have to feel like okay, cool, I have to wait on this person to get back to me. Mm-hmm. It's like no, I'm gonna make this shit happen, and like I don't need anybody. So yeah, cool. that's exactly how I feel about production. <laughs> And I was yeah. like, I'm <laughs> learning to produce. It's happening right now. <laughs> yeah, and you're like, you're like, I don't. Waiting. Exactly. And it's like, I learned that so much as an artist. You're just like, dude, I don't want to play the waiting game. It's yeah. like, shit. If, I, if I'm if i just, I'm talented enough. Why can't I just do it myself? Yeah. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, why would I? It's like kind of being lazy. Like, I'm like, shit, I should just do it myself. Make the relationships. I know the people. It's like, why Who? Why am I waiting around? Yeah. Like, what's the reason? And when yeah. you start doing it yourself, you're like, why wasn't I doing this sooner? Like, I should have been doing <laughs> yeah. this a long time yeah, ago. Yeah, for real. Exactly. So you've done a lot of development for artists, and we kind of touched upon this in the earlier questions. But we wanted to know, on the songwriting side, as songwriters who write for other people and aren't artists, what does development look like on that end? And what's your experience with developing songwriters? I mean, my experience with de- developing songwriters, like, the reason I started um, a publishing venture is because, like, I guess, again, I just, like, um, what did they say? Like, your vibe attracts your tribe or whatever. Like, that's, oh, yeah, that's, I, love, that's, that's, I love that quote. And so, and, so, and so, like, I, that's kind of the way that I always am. And I just meet people mm. that I'm like, oh, my God, I super connect to you. And a lot of times, like, if, they, if they, aren't, they aren't signed or whatever it is, it's like, I wouldn't even notice it. But at the time, my publisher... Um, was like, oh, you, you're working with all these people and some of them aren't signed. Like, you should have your ve- a venture. Mm-hmm. I was like, that, that's okay. Like, I never <laughs> thought of that, but great. And then, so um, I started a publishing venture and really, I mean, the idea is just like, hey, you know, share the wealth kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I think um, given like my experience and, and, you know, in all the different sort of hats that I do wear and like in terms of my relationships and who I know and the artist connections and things like that, mm-hmm. I feel like the best way to develop is to bring the people that I'm working with into my world. So, hey, right. I have a session with this artist today that they might not, not necessarily be able to get in with. So I'll, I'll either bring them into my session, mm-hmm. but essentially it's just kind of sharing my wealth with them. And I think that that's really been, that's really helpful. But in terms of just like developing them as like just like the technicality aspects, I guess it's the same thing. I mean, I, I think, you know, if there's a song where I'm like, hey, um, this 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 verse actually sounds like the chorus and things like that. Mm-hmm. Like of course that too, right? right? It's like just kind of going through it and being like, hey, like these are my comments and helping them to really understand why this feels like more of a chorus than the verse and things like that. Yeah. Like, hey, this this melody is amazing, but this lyric isn't isn't making it the best Doing that it can justice, be. Why don't yeah. we? You know what I mean? Stuff like that. 
Yeah, I love that's that. Really helpful, Sharing yeah. the wealth. Spread the love. <laughs> Spread the love. Spread the love. Our last question for you is a song breakdown. So we like to um, do song breakdowns of songs that people have written or co-written kind of from the inspiration, maybe the experience of the session to how you feel about it now or whatever sort of stories you have. So would you do that for You and the Six by Drake? <laughs> wait okay yeah that's fine even that's a it's so so basically I when I left my record label um I so I've I've known Drake like for like so long like basically when I for we were just kind of like all came up together Mm -hmm. when I moved from Vancouver to Toronto after the MySpace thing (laughs) um when I was like 20 I um that's when I met like Drake and Boy Wanda and like 40 and all these guys and so we we all like worked together for yeah like like for as long as like I was in Toronto like those were like the homies you know and so basically um when I it was funny because when I was left my label 40 called me like or in, it just hit me on IG and was like um yo I have these guys that were developing Magic Jordan and would love for you to help develop it with mm-hmm. me would you want to come to Toronto and so and, you know they're signed to OVO so I went to Toronto and sort of went back and forth like every week for like a year and helped do that project and um this song called forever on the magic jordan ep yeah um on the the second ep that i did four out of five songs um he sampled that on the six cool <laughs> wow that's a good story yeah it's really exciting. i love the <laughs> canadian team love that oh you know <laughs> it's all about canadians i love canada that's great really yeah dude i do too i love being canadian i love being able to be like i'm canadian because i feel like when you say you're canadian people just like you yeah. better americans just definitely like instantly canadians great more. energy like you already have yes, amazing so- energy i feel it all the way from yeah, miami yeah. but then you're like the and waves. i'm canadian and i'm like just it tops it off <laughs> I, I love. love I actually haven't been to Canada, but I really want to go. Oh, girl! There's this. I love your blanket. Is that a blanket? It is a, a blanket. Yeah. Ooh, I gotta get that. That's <laughs> Thank so cute. You. I, just don't I love it. <laughs> but um, there's this. This is so funny. This has been like my quarantine like fantasy of like when i'm out of quarantine i want to do the thing where you take a train through canada and like look at all the nature that like goes from like oh that would be so that's no, been that like would my be dream so beautiful keeping me sane girl manifest that shit <laughs> i'm telling you that's that's literally that would be so i'm looking at nature now like that is the best way to make shit happen in your life just like go into an environment that just inspires yeah. the hell out of you and just like be in it like soak yourself inside of it like it's like oh my god like yeah. that shit is like in canada is so beautiful, yeah like, beautiful every oh, day just cooped up at home I love that. thinking about this nature <laughs> yeah. i know just dream about it dream about it dream about it <laughs> that's so funny i'll go with you when it, when quarantine when the borders open on Let's my go. way That's all our questions for you today. This was such a lovely conversation. Yes. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Yeah. This is so cool. Of course. You guys are so sweet. I love I love you guys. I love everything. I love everything. We love you. We love you. Um, no, I'm so happy. This was so fun. Just let me know when it comes out and I'll totally yeah. post it on my on my of stories. Course. And stuff like Definitely. That. Yeah. that episode was great. That was honestly such a great conversation. And honestly, her vibes, her, her warmth. When it she just said, travels. when she said I rely on my vibes, I said, Jenna, I might rely on your vibes too. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I think I might. I mean, I think I will. I was so inspired by that. And and the things she had to say about the logistics of being a songwriter and how mm-hmm. and how the way songwriters are going to get compensated and, and paid is going to change. That was really useful for me to hear personally. And so and her opinion on prepping for sessions versus just listening and, and kind of being comfortable with believing in yourself and connecting with your energy and just bringing that it was also useful on on a it's deeply a personal woman. level. I have right. <laughs> I have found it useful. <laughs> Me too. She's very very wise. Yeah, amazing mentor. Clearly, but. so cool. So thank you guys for listening to that, and we'll catch you next week. See you next week with another incredible amazing. lady. Literally, yes. I love next week's episode as well. Me too. Oh, okay. I'm excited. Mm-hmm. Bye guys. Bye. Bye.